You are listening to Holy Words from Holy Cross, the sermon podcast of Holy Cross Evangelical Lutheran Church in Nazareth, Pennsylvania. We hope you find these words a blessing in your daily walk with God. Please visit us on the web at www.holycrossnazareth.org or in person at 696 Johnson Road, Nazareth, Pennsylvania. Join me now for a word of prayer. Gracious Lord, in the midst of the craziness and busyness and anxieties of this life, we are grateful that your word is eternal and that you have brought it to us through the Holy Scriptures. And we proclaim them good news even when they challenge us and make us face truths we would rather not face. As we are challenged by these scriptures this day, we pray that you would bring us to a right understanding of them as we reflect on them and inspire our witness as you promised you would do and give us a peace that passes all understanding. We ask this through you, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Well, I'm glad you all showed up today. Glad you were... You know, not so discouraged by the results of Tuesday that y'all stay at home. Because it seems that a lot of people were discouraged. No matter which side you were on, you had some wins to chalk up for your side, and you had some losses to chalk up. Um, and I'll tell you the truth, the second half of the week was great for me because my cell phone didn't ring eight times a day with political calls. But... Um, I was concerned about something. As we were leading up to the election, not so much in the chattering classes, you know, the talking heads. It's their job to be negative all the time. But um, I was concerned that I heard not just candidates for office, but sitting people, people already in office, people we've elected as leaders in our country, on both political parties, Comparing people of the opposite political party to Hitler, to Stalin, to Mao. And I thought, we really need a little perspective here. (laughs) Um, I lift this up to you not because I want to comment about the state of our republic. That's discussions for another time and probably the coffee hour because we're all going to have different opinions on that. But rather to lift up for you that this is probably a period of the highest anxiety I remember in my lifetime as a person in the United States. Now, I was born in 1969, so I don't remember the Vietnam War. So those of you who lived through that, maybe that was worse. But for me, I've never seen things as tense as they are right now. And how do we deal with this level of anxiety? Well, part of how we deal with it is to realize that no matter how bad things are, they're temporary. And that's the hope of our scripture readings this day. The hope they lift up for us. But in doing that, we really need examples of faith. We need examples to look up to and imitate. Um, Of course, it's Veterans Day weekend, and I hope you all got a chance to see this when it came up in the announcements before. Um... 
These are the people whose names we know of who served within our congregation. And we give thanks for them not just because we've benefited from their service and their sacrifice, but because they set for us an example every day of, oh, I should say, for our everyday life. That the meaning of my life is not found in what I acquire. It's not found in what labels I give myself on social media or what credentials I get from my academic institution. I get to put those before my name. It's not found in any of that. It's found rather in the service I give to others and the one in whom, on whose behalf I give service. And because they're just normal folks like me, if they can make a great sacrifice of time and potentially life and limb, maybe I can do that the same way in a smaller way today. But we as Christians have our own veterans we look up to in our war against sin, death, and the devil. And that's why they call us the church militant, those of us on this side of the grave, because we're still in the battle. And we call those people martyrs. And the month of November, and particularly the first Sunday in November, which we always celebrate as All Saints Sunday because we're a liturgical tradition, but the whole month of November is given over internationally to prayers for the persecuted church. Those of our brothers and sisters, and there's over 200 million of them today, who can't gather as easily as we can, are tremendous examples for us, not just of faithfulness under duress, but even how to be faithful under the common stresses of life. Each month, you'll see on the little coffee table out here in the narthex, uh, we get two copies of a magazine called The Voice of the Martyrs. And each month, it's just stories from around the world of people who have, are, are facing tribulation and difficulty and rising with great character to meet it. And not only do I read that magazine so that I can pray for those people, I read it to inspire my own witness and faithfulness. Stories of people like the one I'm going to show you now in a minute here. Every, every year at this time, Voice of the Martyrs, which is an organization uh, that was founded by Lutheran pastor Ricard Vombrand after he had uh, been tortured in a Romanian prison, uh, a communist prison for his faith, for years and years and years. When he was finally got extradited to the West, he founded this organization. Every year in November or for November, they release a video dramatization of a real story of a real person from somewhere in the world and what they go through. Um, this is the story of Rebecca from Nigeria and I find it very inspirational. I'm going to share it with you now. My name is Rebecca. I live in the north of Nigeria. One evening I was out with my daughter and on our way home, we saw smoke rising above our village. We were under attack. There was nothing we could do to defend ourselves. My husband and I were married in that village. My wedding day 
It was the happiest day of my life. Some members of our church gave us a wedding gift. It was a Bible. We read it together every day.
I still use this Bible. It reminds me of God's faithfulness. Naked I came from my mother's womb, but naked I shall return there. The Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. The real Mao's and the real Stalin's and the real Hitler types do fear the word of God. And they fear it because it takes away the only power they have over those they would oppress. Pain is a powerful motivator, but we can endure pain, as Viktor Frankl noted, we can endure any kind of pain, in fact, if we have a good enough why to do it. But death is the ultimate threat. And if there's the people they would oppress cease to fear death, for they know the one who has conquered death, then they are less likely to be swayed and influenced and controlled. A couple weeks ago, two weeks ago, we celebrated power of the Word of God on Reformation Sunday to reform an ailing church to lift us our eyes beyond the horizon of this world to prove God's faithfulness in difficult times. Last week on All Saints Sunday we talked about looking up to others in, in faith and thanking God for the faithful lives of those who've come after us. St. Paul in our second reading today says to us, be imitators of me. Imitate us who are setting the example for you. And for us as Christians, our persecuted brethren set an example for us. This is a map of the world today. The little circle in the center uh, is the Western uh, Hemisphere, so only like southern Mexico and Cuba and Venezuela have significant persecution issues for Christians. But in the eastern half of the world, on the eastern hemisphere, you can see all the things. The dark colored countries are the areas where Christians are restricted um, either from things like holding office or giving witness. And the other areas are the, the darker gray ones, but not quite as, not almost black, are areas where it's actively hostile 
um, where Christians bear a real and present danger just for trusting in Christ and proclaiming Him to be Lord. What can we learn from our brothers and sisters in this place? Well, in those, as I've been inspired by the stories of people who are faithful, I think to myself, one of the things I hear a lot, I've done a lot of youth ministry over the years, and one of the things he asked, parents ask me a lot is, how do I forgive this kid who was so mean to my kid? And then I read about Muhammad Yusuf Bahad, who was martyred in 2015. But before he was martyred, both his son and his daughter were abducted and tortured because he was a Christian. And when he recovered them, he taught them how to pray for the people who had tortured them. If he can do that, I can let go of the mean things the girl said about my daughter. <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> Not only that, but as we pray for them, and I do encourage you to look at those ten things that they ask us to pray for them for, uh, as you're heading out of church today. In addition to us praying for them, they pray for us. One of these African countries here where things are pretty bad, um, I was visiting with um, a member of a church from there a couple of years ago, and I said to him, I said, what is it like living in a country where you could leave for church in the morning and never come home for lunch? He laughed and he said, well, probably dinner. Our services run a little longer than yours. <laughs> so, okay. <laughs> and um, he was in Ethiopia, which is in the upper, the, the northeast corner of Africa. He said, well, he said, well, my country's really not so bad. He said, you go a little south of me and it gets worse by a long shot. He said, but, he said, you know, we, we, we covet your prayers and we thank you for praying for us, but, but you know, you need to know we pray for you too. I said, what? He said, yeah, you have way worse temptations than we do. What? He said, he said you have such ease here. You have such comfort and that is a soft siren song that we don't face a temptation away from faithfulness so we pray for you that you can remain faithful and that's in our reading from the gospels today where Jesus talks about the cares of this life leading us into unfaithfulness We all can learn from our persecuted brothers and sisters. And as we pray for them, as we provide the Bibles for them that they so dearly covet, we can open our own Bibles that we get at very little cost or our Bible app that we get for free. We can treasure God's Word and let it form us. And we can learn from our examples of heroes in the faith like those who are persecuted around the globe how to forgive those who persecute us, how to love those who are our enemies, how to be faithful in the midst of the pressures to be unfaithful and to let nothing separate us so we may stand before our Lord Jesus Christ. Will you join me for a word of prayer? Gracious Lord Jesus, we all want to, I want to imitate you, but I know your example is beyond the ability for me to imitate, so maybe I give up a little too easily. But you've provided me with others 
Your spirit has inspired the faithfulness of our brothers and sisters around the globe who trust in you despite persecution. Grant us all to be inspired by their example. Grant us to pray faithfully for them, especially during this month. And uh, Lord, as we give thanks this month for all the blessings we have, make us a blessing to others, especially those who bear your name, but bear it with difficulty. Make us faithful, we pray, in your name, Jesus, for you live and reign with the Father and the Holy Spirit, one God now and forever. Amen. Be thou my vision, O Lord of my heart, not be all else to me, save that thou art. Be thou my best art in the day and the night. Waking or sleeping, thy presence my life.